Hey guys, welcome to the HBIC podcast where we're going to be talking about all the things that help create the life that you are truly meant to live. Boutique owner, marketing enthusiast, mother, entrepreneur, and now your new BFF. I'm your host, Emery, and I'll be the one that's going to be hyping you up so we can get you to your highest possible self. I've seen it too many times where women aren't confident in their relationships, businesses, and overall life, and I'm just here to change the game. So sit back and follow along where we pave the way to your true potential, get ready to be unstoppable, empowered, and an HBIC. Hi guys, welcome back to the HBIC podcast. Today's episode is a little bit of a doozy and I'm very excited for this one because not only do I have one, not only do I have two, but I have three co-hosts, I guess we'll call you guys this month or week for this week's episode of Red Flags and Douchebags. And I want to kind of clarify on the the glamorification, I guess, of what goes into a podcast episode because we got here, we're at a friend of mine's house sitting around a kitchen table recording this episode, whereas they were very disappointed that this isn't a full ass studio so i just want to let everyone know how nonchalant this conversation is going to be but we're super excited to be talking about all the different red flags that go into different types of relationships and different standpoints so real quick i want to go through and introduce everybody that is going to be on today's podcast first and foremost my name is damry i'm the host of the hbic podcast i have three girls that are going to be helping me talk about today's episode because we all have different relationship we dramas experts experts <laughs> on red flags and do bags that is us experts buckle you, up you guys when i say we love red flags i mean we chase red flags as if they are carnival so i picked the three best people i could possibly think of and i think that's a compliment in the, the most no. fucked up way possible no, <laughs> I would say definitely not a compliment. Thank you, though. Yes. So I've picked the most three people that I have thought, wow, they love red flag. We, we've all had different situations happen in our life, different moments in our life. We've all chased different types of red flags. So I didn't want this episode to not only be me and my red flags, but different perspectives of different parts of their lives with other people and what they've experienced as far as red flags so i'm gonna go through real quick we have miss abigail you can call me scabby hashtag it that's me you can relate (laughs) aggressive i'm lexi and lastly we have raquel hi guys (laughs) so again three most dysfunctional people you could probably meet that love red flags but again It's the best compliment I could probably give. We're thriving now. now. Because through these red flags, we have all learned. We've had shitty relationships. We've been on the dating apps. We've had the awful first dates. And we wanted to share our expertise along with a lot of the things that have been written in through my Instagram and Facebook feed. So we're going to be talking about those at the end of the podcast of people and stories or questions girls want to know if they are red flags or not. And like I said, while we've had our share of red flags and what seems like, again, we've ran towards like it's a carnival, I think after lots of self-reflection, learning from our past and realizing what we do and don't want you guys could be the best possible group of people we have a lot of range things to cover so a lot of these red flags that we're going to be talking about may seem obvious to a lot of people like well no shit if they're you know abusive but there's a lot of things that some people might need to hear in the wine bottle cracks (laughs) (laughs) but a lot of the times we need 
to be reminded because we might be going through things because now looking back on a lot of these red flags, we're sitting here, we're like, oh my God, I can't believe I put up with that. I can't believe I accepted that. There might be somebody else out there going through that now that's not really realizing it and they need to hear it from somebody else. So maybe someone's having doubts. Someone's thinking they hit the jackpot. And once we say something, it could be like, but what the fuck that that is happening to me right now? We just want to be those people with a different perspective to help you guys in little aspects. But little preview, we're going to be talking again about red flags pre and in a relationship. This is for people who are seriously looking for a relationship or ready to be in a relationship. This is not for the girls or guys because we do have a lot of guys that wrote into the subject talking about, yeah, I just don't know why this girl, this guy's sending me dick pics when in your whole bio or what you're looking for says you're looking for something casual. So if you're really looking to settle down or be in a relationship and wanting to know what some of the red flags are, this is who we are addressing. Another thing I want to address before we start today's podcast is there might be a little bit of a trigger warning. And by trigger warning, I mean, we're going to be talking about some things that are might be hard to talk about for some people to accept or listen. We're talking about abuse. We're going to talk about narcissism. We're going to be talking about a lot of things. So I just want to let everyone know ahead of time that we might be talking about those things. No matter what your sexuality, no matter what you're into, this is based on what we have been through, our personal scenario. So we are not trying to offend anyone, whatever you believe in, whatever you feel, that is whatever totally up to you. Whatever are. your pronouns are, that is no, completely up to you. We're speaking from a perspective of four women that have dealt with abusive men. So if you are not okay with that, I would suggest not getting triggered by this podcast. Okay, so with that, I guess we can proceed in today's topic, which again is called red flags and douchebags. I want to break this down into two different portions of types of relationships. First, we're going to talk about is pre-relationship. By pre-relationship, I mean when you're scoping out, you're potentially trying to date someone, you're on dating apps, their social media, and first dates. So the first one I want to start off with is dating apps. I feel like with the quarantine been like the number one thing everyone has been on in order to try to meet people because it's hard to just, you know, sit on your couch every day for an entire year and think like someone's just going to come across your front porch and fall in love with you. So we've all been on the dating apps. If we're single, we've attempted to meet people on Bumble, Tinder, Hinge, Plenty of Fish, Grinder. I don't know. We've had our share at some point of our relationship of being on the dating apps, correct? All of us? I met my boyfriend. Shout out Hinge, making <laughs> dreams become reality. Absolutely. Sponsored. 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 Sponsor our wedding. So, okay, so we're going to just go down the list. These are the kind of things that we wanted to address as far as dating apps that we've noticed are red flags that each of us have all experienced. So the first one that I want to talk about is moving too fast slash being too evasive sexually. So, for example... I once was on a dating app and I think I matched with this guy. I was like, oh my God, he's so cute. All these things. And I'm like, hey, with like three exclamation points. He responds, sit on my face. It's the masturbators for me. The guys that are strictly on dating apps to masturbate with you on Snapchat. Like, sir, you could ask me my favorite color before you send me a dick pic, please. Unsolicited dick pics are never, ever, ever, ever welcome. I want to stress (laughs) that on multiple levels. They are no way, shape, or form have I ever gone, man, I'm really glad I got that. So it's the men that are too evasive, too sexual. But I guess there is, again, this is for the people who are looking for relationships. So if you have a a dating profile where you're like, I'm looking for something casual. I'm looking to hook up. Because there are people that make it very clear. I'm here to to hook up with people. I'm not looking for relationships. So if you address and match with this guy, don't be surprised if that's what they give you because you went into knowing that's what they wanted. So the too evasive, too forward, too sexual kind of guys is a red flag. How about the guys that you say, hey, they say, hey, what are you doing? Nothing, nothing. 
I really want to cuddle with you. Oh, that's a no for me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Moves it, moves it too fast. It's like, bro, do you even know how to spell my name? Like, my name's above here at the top of this app. You probably can't even pronounce my name, and you're asking to cuddle me. You're like, send me a pic of you. No. No. It's a no. It's a no for me. No. Um, or when like all roads, all roads lead leads, all roads lead to sex. Like everything you say, hey, what's up? I want to fuck. If that is on, if you're giving out that message, like I'm here to be single, I just got out of a relationship. Absolutely, do it. But if we're here to like mingle, probably not the best choice to say, hey, want to see a dick pic? It's hard. It's oh, hard. For you. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Makes me want to vomit in my mouth. With that, on the too evasive, I guess on the opposite spectrum is is when they are awful at responding or they take too long to reply. I'm not talking like an hour. I'm talking like days or if it's a certain time of the day, that gives me two things that I'm thinking about. Number one, you're not taking this seriously. Like you're you're on a dating app and you're taking two days to reply. So you're not thinking like, oh, I'm, I just matched this girl. Like I want to, they're taking forever to reply and their excuse is, oh, I'm just busy. It's like, no, you have five minutes in your day. The second thing is that they're responding at the different times, like certain only at from like one in the morning to 3 a.m. every single time. Like then they with their baby mama. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is not a coincidence. No. There's a reason. They're doing that when it's the timely manner when their significant other is passed the fuck out in the bed next to them. My other thing is when they only talk on the app. Now, don't get me wrong. I will talk on the app because I think it's kind of creepy when you're like, hey, hey, what's up? Can I text you? It could be like that they're just being, you know, proactive, but it's when they're only talking on the app or they ask you for like your Snapchat and they go to that. It's like you're adding me and talking to me on things that either erase and go away after a while or it's not going to pop up easily on your phone for someone else to see. So just like if they're only talking and are not asking for your number, they're not really serious about making a plan with you. Also, I feel like if they're hiding information like a phone number, they're trying to hide something else because you know we're all going to Google that number. Yeah. And we will find you. <laughs> Girls are <laughs> investigators. We are uh, Inspector Gadget and we will find out regardless. Yeah. Also, I did find this out on Facebook. If you take a phone number and you register, because a lot of things make you register through a phone number now, like Venmo, a lot of these things, Snapchat, everything. So if you enter someone's phone number in the Facebook search bar, nine times out of 10, yeah. that person's profile is going this to is pop it. up. So it's like, you may have your first name on your profile with like a, hey, Andrew S., I'm going to find you, and it's Andrew Smith. Maybe this is a different perspective. I prefer, when I'm on dating apps, to add them on Snapchat or Instagram. That shows that they are a real fucking person. I do feel that, too, that, you know, if they add you on Snapchat, they it's nice to see that. But I have noticed 9.9 times out of 10, any person that's like, what's your Snap? First of all, if they're using Snapchat as their main form of communication, again, childish i don't think that that's mature at all i know no grown men that have it or that are serious about a relation that have it and talk like that secondly they're talking on an app that deletes things intentionally so they can never have a, a rap sheet of what's going on and i just find that the conversation dies you could be having a great conversation with someone in the app and then they add you on snapchat and it's like a picture of them a picture of you and that's it and then you're like okay now if they are I like that because you can see that they're real. You can see their face. You can yeah. see they're like a real person in real time. A dating app is like a bunch of pictures and some shit about themselves. Like you liking the office is not a personality trait. To me, me I, I, I like that. I do. See, I guess we're going to contradict yourself at some points. But I, I'm saying that they they are talking to you on Snapchat, but also putting an effort to, to texting you or still talking to you in the app. Like they're using that as additional ways to conversate with you. That's okay. Yeah. But if they're like, hey, hey, what's up? What's your snap? 
it is nine times out of ten it's always sexual it's like let me see you send me a video send me yeah. some nudes da, 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 da. like there's some pros but there's major cons <laughs> to that okay next thing is the lack of text in their bio i don't know if that's such a big red flag but i had a couple people that had mentioned this i guess i can see where they're coming from if there's a lack of text in their profile it could show like the small creativity level that they have or how they're how they want to be respected really they really just don't care to put an effort to either find someone, I guess, or hook up with someone. They just don't care. They're just putting, like, right. my Nothing. name is Alex. Now, Hinge, I think, is the one that has the questions prepared for you to answer. And you right. have to answer, it's like three it's like or four. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like something I can't live without. And you have to answer it. Now, those app. things you have to have in order to have the app. But their answers are like something I can't live without air. It's like wow fucking clever <laughs> man like true like you can't get mad I, like, I, it's like, no i guess this one's not such a big red flag but it might be something on top of other things yeah. to be on the lookout for like if their picks which we'll be talking about in just a second but if their lack of text it could just show like what their personality is gonna be i don't know sometimes i feel like i base things off of solely looks first <laughs> when you are looking through what do you notice first what their they're looks. writing or their face absolutely absolutely it's true no one's like this guy's disgusting but i'm gonna look at his profile <laughs> no, like, nobody ever <laughs> I'm not wrong. Kiss, kiss. and then you know what if they have something that's written about them and they happen to be witty bonus but like my very name, little my name is nothing. alex like we see that <laughs> you have something with name. alex is there a thing with alex i don't know Okay, or or this is even better. On top of the lack of text in their bio is when they're disrespectful, upfront, blatant about men or women. Like the women are like, men are trash. What the fuck are you here, lady? <laughs> or the guys are like looking for a lady to make me a sandwich. It's like you sound awful. On top of the lack of text, I think small talk. Once you do match with somebody, the conversations you have with people really tell you everything you know. I might be different. I like a good conversation. Like I don't want to. Hey, hey, what's up? Not much. You not much. How was work? It was good. What are you doing? Just chilling. You fall asleep. You wake up the next morning. It's the same thing over again. I want. Hey, what's up? Tell me something exciting today. And they tell me something exciting about their day. The small talk just shows you their mentality level of how not interesting they are it almost gives you like a preview of what your date's going to be like or if they come over to your house whatever you do it's literally like a trailer of yeah. them coming over just carrying on to be an no. awful fucking time if that's their personality the date's never gonna happen let's be honest if they're so boring it's just like how's the weather nobody cares this is not cloudy with a chance of meatballs too okay so with small talk there's all the things that we can talk to somebody we match with them the conversations dad whatever it may be but there are such thing as nonverbal red flags meaning things that no one even has to say to us for it to be a red flag and by this i mean like raquel said you look at the picture you look at the picture that's the first thing you see so when we see these people what are some of the red flags in pictures that we notice like what are instant turnoffs not like a, oh he's not a i'm not attracted to him so like that's it like what are some dead giveaways as a red flag that are nonverbal, I will start. I will say the first one that I see or have seen a lot of is when guys are taking a picture of themselves so seductively, they are shirtless and they're like pulling on their pants. Like it's an instant no. It's an instant no. Like yeah. I get it. Got a great body. It's awesome and everything. But like you could have took a picture with like your buddy. It's like on a boat True. instead. Instead of you're like in a hotel with like yeah. a mirror pic and your, your dick's almost out. Yeah. Or, or your, your, mom's your parents' house. Uh, okay. <laughs> what else is a non-verbal red flag for you guys? 
flicking off the camera. Ooh. <laughs> Trash. 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 I, I got a good one. Cropping out someone, either a child <laughs> of yours or an ex of yours but her put, arms in it or her but her arms in it, in it or you like <laughs> a kid's photos. adidas shoe was in it specifically is red flag <laughs> it just shows that you were like at one point had a good point something going good in your life and you're like you're not good enough and you really <laughs> you are not good enough for this another one i would say is immediately bad hygiene or bad style like if you're not attracted to their style or like they just look greasy or they just don't mm. look cleanly at all that's a red flag what i do you mean like, have you ever just looked at someone and you just look like you can smell them through the camera? Like, they smell like shoe. Okay, so I have a bad hygiene and bad style. I'll say it. When they have a hat on in every single picture. What are you hiding? Baldness? We get it, bro. A lot of men are bald. We know that if you have a hat in every single picture, I am convinced. Or you're receding. You are bald Probably or receding, receding. which isn't a bad thing. It's not a no. bad thing that you're bald. It's not like, oh, he's bald. It's a red flag. It's the fact that you are hiding something from someone and you don't want anyone else to know what's going on. It's just, it's just hiding things at all times. If you're bald, you know you're bald. You will show, you'll take pride in it, you'll take a picture bald, nobody cares. If you're wearing a hat, you're hiding it. You're hiding something. You could be receding, which means like if you like match with them and you had like kids with them and they could have received <laughs> <laughs> no it's not it goes by the the, the mom's father no, i think about this often like, the hair really chain do. goes by the mom's father does your dad have hair yeah, yeah. Okay, now we're just getting into genetics. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> okay, the next thing that I want to talk about, and Raquel kind of brought this one up, is the surroundings of said pictures on this. Okay, so now a guy could be super attractive, dressed is great, looks clean, doesn't smell like a foot, doesn't have receding hairlines for your future children, all the things. But the background, they're in their room. Their room is trashed. There is dog poop on the floor. The trash can is flipped over. They are in a crusty basement. If they're in the bathroom, you have toothpaste splattered all over your mirror, but you're taking a mirror pick. It's just a double red flag for me. It's just showing that you're not putting, not that we're like having you to need to do like a professional headshot for these things, but it just gives me a glimpse into your messy. You have laundry. Laundry overpiling. That is an issue. We need you to be clean. Because guess what? Guess who I think has to do that? Me, if I date you. And I don't want to do laundry. I don't even, I don't even, like, I have mine and my four-year-old's laundry. I don't want to do triple, like, come on. So I think the surroundings of a picture are things that we all need to be aware of and look. Not that it's like, oh, wow, he really took the time. Got real, real scenic here. But just going to, if you take a mirror picture, get some Windex, man. Like, wipe the window, or ladies, like, wipe the window down. It's not a big deal. Clean your shower. I'm talking, I'm looking deep into the picture. (laughs) Okay. Is there a girl in the background? Yes. <laughs> yes. And even even for girls, because I've had a lot of guy friends that have showed me, like, I'm talking to this girl, and they show me a picture, and I'm like, do we not see the empty 16-4 locos on her bed? How old is she? What is... Like, like those are things that you need to pick, take a perspective. The things that are in their surroundings give a glimpse into their life. Here's the thing. We've all been there. We've all had a messy room. We've all had dishes piled up. Why are you not just moving them out of the picture? Like, we've all taken a sexy pic and moved our pile of clothes to the other side of the bed. Like, just do better. Just pretend for five minutes. And I guess that's the thing with girls. We do notice 
every single things. detail the small things matter to us and while we're sitting here saying all the things that are red flags and stuff and men might not a lot of men actually do listen to this podcast we have, I have a lot of guys that reach out and they're like oh I, you know i related it in this way so men we're not here to attack you if anything maybe we're you might be sitting we're trying to help you so maybe you're thinking like damn why have i not gotten a date or why isn't the apps working for me or why isn't this working for me this is probably why so regardless if you're men or girl listening to this you need to girls you need to be on the lookout for these red flags and guys take fucking notes and or guys the girls you need to take notes of what guys might be looking for because if a girl's do thinking it the same thing? do they yeah. want a smelly looking girl no, no. do they want nobody trash does. bag woman do they want to see your used tampon in the background no nobody does <laughs> pubic <laughs> hair do you want to see my pubic hair on the sink <laughs> So speaking of nonverbal red flags, I guess we can go into the second part of the not the pre-relationship thing. So the second thing I want to talk about of, you know, you're, you're thinking about dating someone, you're not quite in a relationship is social media, red flags on social media. Let's say you go to a cool party, you run into a guy, you didn't meet him on a dating app. You're not on dating apps, whatever. You run into a guy at a party or you run into somebody at the grocery store. You happen to know a mutual friend. You find them on social media. Well, let's be honest, all guys and all girls have at some point looked up somebody that they like and if their pub profile is public, we have stalked the shit out of everything. So some red flags that I've came across and that we've all kind of agreed on that are red flags on social media are as follows. The first one is that they have a ton of pictures with the opposite sex. So guys are constantly with girls and girls are with a bunch of guys and while they might be like, oh, I'm just get along with that. It could be a red flag. This isn't to say that you can't have friends because you absolutely can have friends. But if all your comments are girls like, oh my God, you look so good. Or guys, you look so good. When are we hanging out? Like that's a red flag. Why do you have so many people interested in you? But at the same time, if you don't have anyone interested in you, like what's the red flag there? Wow. What do wow. women want? That's really complicated. What do I women guess there's a, there's a, there's a, I don't know. I, I think if I saw even one comment on that, I'm like, okay, that just lets me know that he's right. talking to multiple is people. They're comfortable girl? enough. Is that his friend? Is that his cousin? Like, what's the deal? They're comfortable enough to comment on your personal and public profile. So it's like, how many more other people are you talking to? Another one is that of those pictures, their ex is in a lot of the pictures. Now, I get it. Even if they're years before, some of us are like, I don't know. I wasn't going back to 2009 and deleted the fling I had for women. But if you just had a relationship and they're still all over your family trip vacations like at one point you need to delete them because that tells me you're not over your ex or if you were recently in a relationship like two months prior to this or two weeks prior to this and i'm ready to, you're clearly not over them as much as you're like oh i'm ready to move on it's like you just posted last weekend at the drive-in with them so no you're not over it the next thing is the follow ratio specifically i would say instagram or snapchat would kind of fall into this because facebook doesn't really count for followers when the follow ratio is off on instagram meaning if a guy or a girl has 60 followers but they're following 7,000 people that's weird to me and of those 7,000 people are all the opposite gender so if like a guy has 60 followers but he's following 3,000 and you click on the followers they're all girls that's a red flag to me I don't know why I just think your ratio's off like it's not matching what's going on and of that you're following a bunch you're of searching. people you're exactly you're searching and trying to find your next victim at this point oh my God. or the snapchat score is extremely high it just shows that you are constantly shooting your shot or talking to a lot of people where I don't know I just think it's I think that that's a red flag it almost seems like a little immature too when someone's so hyper-focused on social media, followers, things like that, living their life on a social media page. I I'm also older, by the way. So the next one is pics of only themselves. I'm talking strictly men that are taking the same picture 
with the same pose, maybe a different place, and it's only them. They don't have any friends in their pictures. They don't have any yeah. dogs. They don't have any scenic thing. It is the same picture over and over again of them. And of those pictures, if any pictures have a filter on them, it is a red flag. It's yeah, just... Especially an animal one. Yes. A dog. The dog, the dog filter, filter, like the licky dog <laughs> filter is too much. Not even the licky dog filter, like the beautification the one. It's like, it's like, man, I could see a girl doing that. I'm not trying to be like sexist here, but I'm just saying like, I just think it's a little bit like you are really caring about what people think of you and you're really yeah. into yourself. So that's a red flag to me. It's just, I don't know. I just get the vibe that you're very full of yourself and you want a filter at all times on your your pictures the next one is the way that they type in captions or respond to comments on facebook so like their grammar how they respond if they're like yo what's up motherfucker <laughs> like, I'm i just can't I the the shortened text like ty for thank you like bro dude just honestly just talk to text now just hit that little microphone and it's thank you you literally just have to say that but the the ghetto-ness the trash talk the bashing people just the way they respond on social media i think is a huge red flag what if they literally have trouble spelling <laughs> that's, that's dyslexia no not like I'm, I'm, let me let me backtrack um your why your your grammar grammar is the word grammar and punctuation is that a red flag to people absolutely you know why i think i think I think that there is a, a fine line because I feel like a lot of guys are a little bit more on the aspect of using like shortened word. Yeah. Though. Like instead of yeah, Y-E-H, they're Y-A. Like I would never be like, oh, this guy couldn't even write yeah. He wrote Y-A. No. That I understand. But like when they're spelling what's up, W-T-Z, <laughs> like <laughs> or like your Y-O-R, I'm concerned. I'm concerned is your mentality level. Because guess what? You know who can spell your? My four-year-old. And if you can't, I would rather hang out with him than you. Okay, like, that's just... I just want you to know the difference. Yes. That's it. Yes. That's it, it doesn't matter if you can spell it. It matters if you know the difference. <laughs> so before this episode has started, we did kind of go over what we felt are red flags on a first date. And they're quite funny because I feel like a lot of them, we all agreed on each other. Or when we went through the list, we're like, yes. So for first dates, I think the first one we have to just address is if they are fucking late. That is the biggest red flag because it just shows how unimportant this was. I mean, I get shit happens. You hit a train, your kid threw up on you. We get it. But like communication, like I'm so sorry, da, da, da. Showing up an hour late, not showing up at all. Just showing up late in general is I think the biggest red flag of them all, honestly. The next one I think is that when they are just so consumed in themselves, they don't really ask about you. They cut you off. They only talk about themselves, their accomplishments, how much money they make. They literally are like, you're like, hey, so tell me about you. And you're like, oh my fucking God, we've been here for four hours. You don't even know my last name. You don't even know what my favorite color is. Not that that needs to be a conversation. Like you literally know nothing about me because this entire time we just sat here and talked about you. You're late. You're not showing any interest in me. You're not making eye contact with me. You're watching the TV instead of paying attention to me. Oh my God. You're um, on your phone. You're on your phone. I don't know. These are just obvious things. If you see any of those things. If you see any of those things, uh, it's, a, it's a dead giveaway. And you know what's sad is some of us just look past those because sometimes guys or girls are just so attractive. We're like, I don't even care that they're a fucking bitch. It's just the fact that I'm so attracted to them or I'm so interested in them. I don't even care if they're this or that. Or your standards are literally so low that you are just looking for someone to give you eye contact. You're like, it doesn't matter that he watched football the entire date. 
he's he, it's fine because he listened to me no he didn't the next one is is when you obviously are having a first date and they get too drunk <laughs> Like, I think that's a dead giveaway as an insight to your relationship. Now, I'll, I'll admit, I've gone on a first date and I've had like a couple glasses of wine and obviously I talk more than normal, which you guys, you'd be surprised, can happen, okay? I, I love talk or cry, but it can happen. Like, I feel like sometimes it loosens you up, but when a guy is like smashed on a first date, you literally couldn't even control. I get some people are nervous, but you couldn't even like control your alcohol consumption. I'm talking about the guys that show up and they are fucking beer after beer after beer. You want shots? Want to do this? Like beer after beer. And like, unless you're doing it too and you're like, okay, this is going to be a great time. Like shot for shot and you both get drunk or whatever. But like, if you're like sitting there and you're like, wow, I just finished one beer. You've had seven in that one beer that I have. That's a red flag. It's called alcoholism, my friends. Okay, it's not normal. Another thing on top of getting too drunk on a first date, I guess I didn't really realize this, but now looking back, because someone had mentioned this as a red flag, it is so true. When people are rude to the fucking wait staff no. or they don't tip. Unless your server is like a bitch and you're just like, man, what's this girl's problem? But if I've been on a date with somebody, okay, and the lady was like, hey, are you all set? There was two french fries left in his guy's basket, okay? He was like, does it look like I'm done with that? <laughs> it's like, what? I go, immediately. No. he literally went to the bathroom and I was like, I'm so sorry. This is a first date. I am in no way, shape or form affiliated with this man. No. Like I want no, she's like, it's okay, honey. I, I get it. It's I'm like, no, it's not acceptable. So if they are rude to the wait staff who are literally just being nice to you and catering to you, it is another, again, another glimpse into your relationship. Absolutely. You can tell if somebody's rude to the waitstaff, they have no respect for anyone around them. Like, as I was a server for a long time, you can tell a girl's uninterested as soon as a guy starts being rude to you. Like, just because you're a girl and your server's a girl doesn't mean that you need to be rude to the waitstaff. There's no explanation for that whatsoever. Or on the opposite spectrum is when you're at a restaurant and the guy is too flirty to the wait staff. Have you guys ever had that? Yes. And okay. So I was a waitress. I, w <laughs> I was a waitress also, but what you have to do in this situation is always talk to whatever gender you are first. I feel like as a waitress, That's right? a good like, idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. Like, I, like if I, like I would always talk to the girl first, like, what do you want? And then the guy, because then the guy can't so like, I mean, even if he like does it still, like you still talk, make the girl a priority. So the guy doesn't feel like this. I get it. that. But I don't think all staff know to do that. No, and no. here's the thing. If, if I sit down, I'm on a date with a guy and the girl's like, hi guys, like, how are you? Like, she's not being flirtatious. She's like, whatever, talking to her table. And he's like, oh, what's up with you? Like, you're what? literally on a date <laughs> with me, bro. Okay. We are all set here. This is a glimpse into my reality right now. There's the guys that have wait staff hitting on them too, and they can just be respectful and be like, oh, yeah, nope, nope, we're all set. Like, he knows that she's hitting on him, but he's not feeding into it and boosting his own ego. On top of being late, I think another big thing on a first date is when they don't pay. I don't, I, I is that, is that materialistic? Like, I feel like if a guy asks me out for drinks or dinner or something, and I'm there and they're just like sitting there and they don't pay, I think that, that is a huge red flag. Absolutely. Even though it's 2021. Women have equal oh. rights. We're trying yeah. to have equal rights. Like, I get the whole feminism thing, but I feel like whoever asks the person out on the date should pay for it. No. No? Uh, no. The man always pays on the first date. Any other date after that, a girl can pay. I don't care. Men always pay on the first date. All right. I, agree. I agree with that. It doesn't matter how big of a feminist or how independent you are. Every woman seeking a man 
wants that part of the man to be a man and pay for them and do the manly part. I don't care what anybody says. You want the man to pay. On top of all of these other things, I think that if they bring up their ex, now let me clarify this, if they are constantly bringing up their ex, I'm all for a first date and being like, yeah, so like when's the last time you were in a, a serious relationship? I think that that's a fair question. And they're like, yeah. oh, two days ago. Okay, well, oh yeah, you know, like I was in with my ex, I moved to California, like told us the whole story. But if they're constantly, oh my God, yeah, my ex and I used to do this or, oh, I've been to Arizona. Me and my ex went there one time hiking or, oh, I've done this and me and my ex have done that. And did it, oh, my ex used to, I think that that is a huge red flag that just lets me know that you are not fully over them because you and I are on a date and you are spending the majority of our time bringing up past situations and not from a learning standpoint like oh my god no my my last ex was a narcissist da, 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 da. it's like bringing up memories and consistently talking about them that i think that that is an extremely big red flag and it's just rude why would we want someone that we're going to potentially date and be in a relationship with to talk about other women in general yeah so further with that on top of the date i think once the date is over i think once it's over if they don't offer you to not only like they don't have to walk you to your car but i think i i look for that i like someone to walk me to my car and be like hey like get home safe but i think leaving with you walking out at least the door together and having a quick little conversation before you go is a huge red flag it's like all right yeah see you later and they just get up and walk out you're like i think that's them showing you that they're not interested in you if they do that yeah so for them to be like no i really had a great time really because you paid the bill and ran out like your house was on fire like it's a no for me so if they don't Maybe it's a no for them. Right, and that could be the thing. So if you're seeing fine. that, if you're seeing them, then that is a clear sign that they are not interested to want, not that they want to keep the conversation going for another 35 minutes in the parking lot, but it just shows that like they didn't even want to safely get you to your car and be like, all right, yeah, I'm going to text you later. And following through after the date's been over, if they're waiting two to three days after said date to text, call, anything, that's a red flag. They should be texting you either the night of or after. Be like, I had such a great time, blah, blah, blah. And some guys or some girls aren't like that. They like to play hard to get. I know there's a rule in some of the movies that are like, wait at least 24 hours to contact the you. I am, yeah, the Lexi effect is what we like to call that. It's being rude to people and they live for it. But I personally, and I'm sure a lot of you guys, I feel like if someone doesn't contact me the night of, if not the next morning, it's a, it, they're not thinking about me and it was just like not the top of their mind. Immediately disinterested and it is a red flag. Just like your last podcast. If they wanted to, they would. Literally, if they wanted to text you and let you know he had a really good time, I'd love to see you again making follow-up plans, they would. And if they didn't, they're not interested. If they did, you are their first priority. Uh, one of the good things that one of us brought up on this is that once the date is over and if they do reach out, the text messages, the phone calls, the efforts aren't as passionate as they used to be. For example, before the date, they were like, oh my God, I'm so excited to see you today. How's your morning? What's going on today? You have the date. The next morning, it's like, what's up? At that point, what I'm getting from that is that they're interested but they're not that interested. They're keeping their options open and they're keeping you on a short string. So that way in the future, they could be like, hey, I want to go out to drinks. Like I have no other options right now. I almost take it like they're not interested, but they're not trying to be rude and ghost you at the same time. So they're just casually letting you go. I feel like I've been guilty of doing that because I know at one point we don't want to like hurt people's feelings, but we don't want to keep seeing them. So we're like, oh yeah, da, da, da. I'm not trying to still see you. I'm just like trying to let you down easy. So you, you lose interest and stop bothering me. But so I would say, yeah, I take that as a red flag is they're not interested and stop trying after, you know, a couple days you've noticed. I mean, some people can go through a funk or they're having a bad day, but if they're not, and it's just like a week of like small talk when it used to be really great talk, I would take that as a red flag. Raquel literally got 
a ornament for not only me, myself, and Tori that says black him because she Okay, listen. I'm I just turned 34, was married, divorced, been on first dates, talked to several people. And not to say I'm looking for perfection, but I'm at that stage where you know what you want. I yeah. know what I want. If I see something that I don't like right off the bat, that's clearly a red flag to me, then I'm going to either block them right off the bat, not continue on a conversation if it's only been literally an hour, or I'm at the point where I will let them down easily, but I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. It was nice meeting you. It was nice talking to you, but this isn't the vibe I'm looking for. We're clearly not having a connection. You know, good luck. Do you say that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, she does. ghosting. She has ghosted people. But if guys, not even on red red flag dates, I'm talking about like if she's noticed up front, like not even meeting this guy, she's like, I'm not even going to waste my time. She just stops talking to him. She doesn't need to let them all down. But the people that she has met, like, You've let let him know. You've let him know. I literally have no time. I'm getting so old. You're not. (laughs) I am geriatric. I am. I need to be on life. I am on life support. (laughs) I am near death. Overall, there's a lot of things that can happen on a first date that are just definitely red flags. Those are just some of the ones that we've noticed on first dates for us, or we've had people mention to us, or I've heard a couple of my girlfriends tell stories about. But there's on the other hand, there's people who are in a relationship or marriage, and you know, we've all been in relationships. Myself and Raquel have both been married and divorced now. So I think we tend to look over a lot of red flags in relationships or marriage because we care deeply or we feel we have so much time invested in these relationships, right? We make excuses for these people's words, her action. And I think between all of us, this is where the red flags tend to get the most ignored because we convince ourselves that it's not that big of a deal. We can overlook it. We can work through it, all the things. And we realize once there's a million red flags, we, we can't get past all of those anymore. So we let these red flags build up until it's so bad. So the next portion I want to talk about is during a relationship or a marriage, the red flags that are in there. And sometimes there will always be red flags. Um, Going into a marriage, I don't think it's, you know, you can ignore some of them. Of course, but it's the ones you can tolerate. <laughs> that yeah, open communication and talk open about commu- those. Uh, absolutely, but if it's a red flag now, it's going to be a red flag later, and it will only get worse. Yeah, and we're not saying every relationship's so perfect. Only, it's what you can tolerate. Yes, that makes you move on. That's true. No relationship in ever in any way is going to be perfect. I'm sure at some point we're going to go through these red flags, and all of us have experienced those in past relationships or current relationships. And we're like, yeah, but it's not that big of a one for me to want to leave. So like, if you hear any of these red flags, it's not meaning like go home and argue with your significant other. Like you did this in the podcast, told me it's red flag. I have to leave. It's like Raquel said, it's what you can and cannot tolerate, or what you're willing to put up with. And if you're not willing to put up with it, are you going to have the conversation? talk to your significant other about so so going into a relationship or marriage these are some of the red flags that we have personally been victimized of or have noticed in other relationships we're like girl that is a red flag okay so the first one that i think i mine was the biggest part of one of why my relationships didn't work out is that they i was not included in a lot of activities so if you're in a relationship with someone you're dating someone you're engaged you're married whatever it is if they do not want to include you in their leisure activities meaning just for fun things their work activities Activities, meaning their work Christmas parties, work weddings, whatever, even if they're like, oh, it's a work thing and other spouses are going and they don't bring you or their family things or the whole mentality of Saturdays are for the boys. That is a fucking bullshit excuse. Honestly, I understand the Saturdays for the boys once in a while. I'm not saying like you can't hang out with your friends on the weekend, but when they are constantly using that as a, it's just the boys or this and that or da 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 and they're not including you anything, that is an enormous red flag because 
That's what a relationship's about is being with somebody and wanting to have a life together. It's a relationship. It's a partnership. It's not a, we're dating, but I want you to be nowhere near seen with me ever, ever, ever. They should be proud to be seen with you. Yeah. And if they're not proud to be seen with you, that just questions who are they not wanting to see you with? Or like, like if I go out with my boyfriend, like, and he's got all these girls, like he doesn't want them to know that I'm with him. There's that. Or it's just, they're not genuinely enjoying your company. So it's like, why do you want to be with someone who doesn't want to genuinely be around you? Regardless if there are no girls or guys there that they don't want you to be seen with. It's just, they're not enjoying their time with you. I just, just specifically remember like feeling like shit going to a party that I had to force someone I was with to like bring me to. Like that, that. That is shitty. It doesn't feel good. You're no. like, you want to feel excited because they're like, hey, babe, I have this going on and I want you to come. Oh, well, you want me to be there. But if you're like, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to this golf outing. Can I come? Not really. Like, but I mean, if you want to, it's yeah. like, I don't want you to be there. So then the whole time you're at this event, you don't even want me to be here. So it just, it ruins your time too. But it also sucks being at home all of the time. I'll never forget being home all of the time with my son and being like, waiting. waiting. Hey, what's going on? We, a dinner's ready. Are you going to be home at this time? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, oh, no, I can't. I'm doing this now. It's like, okay, don't mind us. Just your family or, you know, whatever. It's it, it's it's a shitty slap in the face. It's a red flag when they do not want you to be a part of their life. The next one is they don't see a future with you. It's a constant, we'll see. Or, oh, I want to do this one day. Or I want to do that. They're not talking about a future with you or down the road, what they want out of this. They're, your goals aren't lining up. You're, if you want kids and they don't want kids, they're not, they're, they're not picturing a life with you in the future. That is a red flag because what they're seeing is a temporary relationship that is fulfilling their needs right then and there and not creating a life with you prolonged. I literally, I this is real life. I had to physically tell the person I was with that I I like they had to marry me. Like I like I had to force. Them. I was like you're gonna. <laughs> no, it's not. Lexi, I'm gonna no, stop you. That's a red flag. <laughs> Listen, I had to say this, and they said I don't want to be with you forever. I don't want to put a ring on your finger. But if you want to go to the courthouse to get married, we will. Yikes. Is that a red flag? <laughs> that is a red flag! I hope you're still with I them. Mean, at least they're honest. I mean, they are. An Raquel's all about the honesty here. Letting the guys down slow. Marry me or die. We got it all going on. Next one is that they don't listen to you, whether that good or bad. And by good, I mean you come home, you're not bitching about them. So it's like, oh my God, you won't believe who this happened at work. She was such a bitch or this, that. Like, they're not like, oh yeah, fuck Karen at work. She sucks. No. Or bad, where they're like, Hey, I really don't like that you didn't do this. And then they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Your feelings are hurt. That I did that. Like they're not listening to either way, good or bad things that are going on in your life or even good of, oh my God, I'll never get, believe it. I had a great day at work. They don't care about what's going on in your life. So if they're not listening to you, they're not wanting to have that relationship with you or wanting to know what's going on in your life. I've been in a relationship before where I would ask them how their day was. They would tell me about their day and never ask me about mine. And I would just say it anyway. Goes right over their head. <laughs> how about when you ask someone how their day was and they don't ask you back? Yeah. Is that the same thing as not really? listening? Is them just not, not caring. giving not the caring. effort to care about your day in general? Even yeah. if it's just a nicety that they're doing. I just did a conference a couple weeks ago and I spoke at a women's empowerment thing. And I spoke and said, you know, there was a pivotal time in one of my relationships where I went to an event and it was the her best fucking brunch. It was the first event I ever did alone. Went to alone, not knowing anyone. And I was so scared, so nervous. But when I left it, I came back feeling so empowered, so excited. And I came back and I was like, 
Not only did they not ask me about it, knowingly that I was scared, nervous, but also excited to go to this thing. They didn't ask me about it, but when I did talk about it, they were on their phone. They did not answer or listen to anything that I had to say. And I was like, wow, you really don't give a shit about anyone but yourself. So it's, I think a very selfish move for them to not want to communicate with you, not care about your day, not want to talk or communicate about certain things that are important to you. I think a huge red flag that is so underrated is when your significant other or whoever you're in a relationship with, your, or your partner, your husband, your wife, whatever it is, all of their friends, and I mean all of their friends, are pieces of shit. I get it. I get it. We all have that one friend that our significant other hates or they're a super mega slut or they're always trying to get you to cheat. There's always that one, right? There's always that one. But when all of their friends are pieces of shit, your tribe is your vibe. And I am so about that because I'll tell you right now, I have a ton of girlfriends and I'm like, not one of them have ever told me to cheat on my significant other. Okay, they've, Even if they didn't like them. Even if they didn't like them. I've never had my friends be like, I hate your significant other. Here are six men that are willing to hook up with you. Like, that has never happened. So if you have a guy or guys, if you have a girlfriend and all their girlfriends are just like always wanting to go out and party and break up with you and all this stuff. Or girls, if you have a boyfriend and all their boyfriends are like, leave her at home. We're going to the strip club and fuck her and don't turn, shut your phone off, man. Like they need to respect that you have a relationship that you care about. Their friends, because I know I'm capable of this. I have girlfriends that are in relationships or boyfriends. I'm like, yeah, call them, text them, let them know that we got here safe like obviously i'm gonna draw a line if you're on the phone the entire night with them like all right put it down like we're hanging out but when they're like fuck him you shouldn't even be with him you should be cheating like if their friends are shitty that is a red flag because that just shows you if that's who they are enjoying to hang out with i'm gonna say that that's probably their personality as well i mean we've all had some slut bucket friends and no one has ever been like cheat on your boyfriend but like i have heard instances where they're like Fuck her, man. Let's go out. Put it on airplane mode. Let's go. And it goes both ways, but it happens. With your friends being shitty, I guess it goes the opposite way of your friends or your family don't like your significant other. And at first I can get where people are like, oh, he said one thing wrong. We have we have some hard family members or friends that are, you know, hard to get people to like. Okay. I understand those. I'm talking about when every single person has met them and they're like, yeah, I've never got a good vibe on that guy. There's a reason that Every single person in your life does not like them because you're not seeing the red flags the entire universe is seeing. And I'm going to say it right now, we are all at this table 100% guilty of this. We have put up in relationships in our past, um, current relationships, something that where we are like, no. And we're like, why? No, he didn't mean to do that. He didn't mean to cheat on me. He didn't mean to do this. You guys don't get it. We, like, we're, we're, we're making excuses. And then you're having other people who are like, are you fucking blind? Like, what? So if their entire family, if your entire family or your friend group, and I mean every single person, or at least 50% of your friend or family group do not like somebody, there's a reason. Because like I said, we could all have that really strict mom that's like, nope, he's never going to be good enough. He hasn't done X, Y, and Z. I'm talking about when like even the most common nicest people in your life are not liking this person. There's a reason for that. But also, can we talk about how the animals, like if your dog doesn't like someone, dogs know that stuff. <laughs> I cannot with you. No, but that's a real thing. That is a real thing. Absolutely. I'm being serious. I guess it is. Yeah. Because if your dog thinks that like, if you, okay, you don't have an aggressive dog, but they're aggressive toward this person. That's bad character, I feel like. Like this person. So trust your dogs. That, so trust the your name dogs of this podcast is not Red Flags and Douchebags, but it's 
trust your dogs. Hide your kids, hide your wives, because your dogs are judging everybody else. I, 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 I changed my perspective. So I have a lot to say now. I trust everything my dog does. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Your like, dog ate a pack of birth control last my week. My dog swallowed my underwear. The birth okay. control is the least of my worries. She's swallowing underwear and birth control. Okay. She's getting into something. She's on to something yeah. here. Another thing is that they lock their phone with a passcode that you don't know, or their phone is always face down. Or it's silenced, like do not disturb at all times. They're hiding numbers under different names or they're just sneaky with their their phone in general. I think that that's a huge red flag. And I think that that's something that's just common. But I've had situations where like, oh, I changed my passcode because like the guys at work are always fucking around with things. And they're like, okay, well, what's the code? And they're like, oh, well, like it's always something, right? They're, the codes, yes. if they're being sneaky with their phone, that's a red flag. Don't take any, unless they're like, oh yeah, babe, I did change it, but here's the code or whatever. I just think it's a red flag. I have something to say. If your boyfriend gets an entire new phone and none of his apps work, that is a red flag. Let me let me give let me I will clarify on this. Abby once upon a time really quickly dated a guy, okay? And myself and someone else had found out that he had been talking to other girls. So multiple. And by multiple I mean a lot. And we addressed Abby about this and obviously Abby went home and you know talked to the guy and was like, "Hey, like let me let me I was told that you've been talking to these people." And would you look at that? He got a whole new phone that day. And you know what? Venmo was included in this transaction of discrepancies. And his Venmo no longer worked. Nothing. Or any of the apps that were included in this cheating scandal worked. Somehow he forgot all of his passwords because, God forbid, you pressed that magic blue button that said, forgot my password and sent it to your email address. They didn't work. So, again, if your apps aren't working or they get a whole new fucking phone, I'm going to tell you right now. It's a red flag. Here's the thing. If your boyfriend does this, break up with them, they can literally be crying on their knees. They are lying. If this happens, they are lying. That is a the biggest red flag. I am bleeding right now because that is the biggest red flag ever. That's karma. Going further into the whole locked phone, phone being sketchy, I had someone write in when I asked about, like, you know, what are some red flags? I had someone reach out that wrote word for word. I literally copied and pasted it in here and said, that whole phone face down business, bitch, I will straight up clone your phone and make fun of the other dudes texting you while you eat pizza on my couch. Hashtag girls be shady AF. Like, I guess it's the truth. Like, someone, someone wrote in that was like, hey, listen, like, it's a weird red flag when someone's phone's down or they're yes. being weird about their phone. Another thing on top of, like we said in first dates, of being late. If you have, you know, a dance recital or your family's dinner or a wedding or something going on and they're always late to it, it's just showing that your time or things that are important to you aren't prioritized. Another thing would be you are not posted on their social media. We, a couple of us have been victims of this, of people being like, I didn't even know they were in a relationship. I'm like, mm, it's weird because we're married with a child. Like it's, it just baffles me that it's your life. Like your social media is just pretty much a portfolio of your life, right? Is that not what it is? It's a huge red flag. I don't care what their excuse is of it's unprofessional. No, what's unprofessional is being somebody who doesn't want to be a family person or a committed relationship. It shows how narcissistic you possibly are. Right. So if they're not posting you on their Instagram, I'm not asking every single post, but like once in a while or like on your birthday, I don't know, happy birthday to my girlfriend or a, a story that does go away after 24 hours or, or something. If they're, not, if they're not friends with you on their social media. Oh my God. 
<laughs> that would be a red flag. I would say if that's you, a little bit if of one. You are married to the person and you are not friends on Facebook. That is a red flag. <laughs> Literally, my life. <laughs> Anyhow, things have been resolved. Another thing is when they talk too much about their past, okay? And there's three things about their past, too. Their exes, they're talking about their exes a lot, you know, or they're bringing them up, that's a red flag. Or if they're bringing up things of you, like, that you did in the past, like, oh, yeah, well, that one time, like, don't get me wrong, I've been very, I've been guilty of saying like oh yeah well why don't you just go call so and so like I, we all have been there right we've all said that but i'm saying when they're living in that or they're doing bringing up things of your past that you did that don't pertain to your relationship anymore they're living in the past or they're living in their glory days like oh i remember in high school i did this that and the other and they're sitting on the couch for the seventh day in a row like they're they're talking about their past too much not living in the moment or working towards the future that's a red flag another thing is that they don't do gestures or take notes of your likes or interests anymore so I'm not saying you need to buy me roses every day or you need to buy jewelry. Again, I'm not a very materialistic person. I want someone to put in the effort or show any type of interest. Like, hey, I was on the way home and I got this coffee and I know you like this thing. So I got this, even though I wanted you to do this. Or, hey, I, I was driving. I saw these cool orange flowers. I picked them for you. Or, hey, babe, I know you're really tired. So I went ahead and I put the laundry in the dryer. There's all these little things that they could do that are so minuscule or little to us that are just meaning the world. So also taking notes on what your likes and dislikes are so if you're like hey i'd like a pizza and they order a pizza with i don't know not that you would ever get this but like a lobster with a, a pizza with lobster on it and you're allergic to shellfish like they're not taking notes of anything that you like or do so i, I don't know i just think that that's a red flag if they're not doing any nice thing or taking notes of what you do and don't like that's i think if someone is not matching or exceeding your efforts to them then that's a huge red flag. Yeah, that is true because we can't just sit back and relax and be like, you've done nothing for me and we're not doing anything in return. I think exactly like you said. Or it if needs you do every nice thing for them and thoughtful things and they don't do it in return. The next thing is that they don't really let you have any form of sense of independency or your own life so like if you want to hang out with your girlfriends they make you feel guilty they won't let you have your own life they guilt trip you into not being able to go do hobbies that you once liked doing or oh must be nice to go get your nails done the one time a month you go like you know what i mean you can't have your own life you can't have your own sense of being yourself or your person because they they want to control every aspect of your life Listen, Saturdays are for the girls, too. We want to hang out with our friends. We want to hang out with our families. We want to do our own thing. We don't need you. We don't need you controlling us. It's fine. And like we said, we were, there's the Saturdays for the boys mentality. There's a difference between that every single day and every single weekend versus we want you to go out with your guy friends and go golfing. We want you to go on the bachelor trips. We want you to go have all the fun. But you need to let us have our own lives, too, because at the end of the day, we are our own person, and we have our own lives. And before you, we did have friends, so we need to have that kind of a life. Abby made a very good point earlier this night when we were going through all this stuff. Okay, so I know we've all been, maybe not all of us, but there's been situations where we're in an argument with our significant other and they're like, let's not fight, babe. Let's not do this. Let's not do this. Let's just like, let's just drop it. And at first we're like, oh, wow. They're like, they're so cute. Like, they don't want to argue with me. They don't want to do this. But Abby made a great point. She goes, no, that's them not wanting to work out a conflict. So guess what? That gets brushed under the rug. And now it never really got resolved. But in our head, we're like, oh, it's so cute. They didn't want to argue. Like, it's such a movie romance thing of like, they run up to you, kiss your face, and the argument's done. Well, nothing was resolved. So now that is all brushed under the rug, and it's just going to be saved for later. So if they're not willing to, again, communicate with the arguments or things that they don't want to talk about, the awkward topics or awkward subjects they don't want to address, that's a red flag. If they're not willing to work through problems, 
problems because they just want to just forget about it and wipe it under the rug. It's going to build up. It's going to eat you away and it's not going to resolve anything for future. So it, it's never going to not happen again. So I would definitely say not willing to communicate, not willing. It's a different thing if your significant other is just unwilling to talk to you than a big fight. Obviously, big fighting all the time is not natural. But arguing is natural. That is part of a relationship. If your significant other is saying, oh, we're in love, we're not fighting, we're gonna love each other forever, it's fine. That's a red flag, that's a red flag. If they're just brushing it under the rug, saying, this isn't real, we're not fighting, that, and you're like, oh, you're right, we don't fight, you do fight. That's a red flag. I think insecurity also, we all have our own insecurities, whether that someone else got us to that point, I mean, society, social media, there's insecurities in everyone, but when you're so insecure that literally a man passes you and they're like, oh, I can just go fuck that guy. That's a huge red flag. I'm being dead serious. Like, there's men out there that are like that, that are so insecure that a guy walks up and is like, hey, sorry, can I move this cup for you? And then they're like, oh, who's that? There's that kind of insecurity. There's insecurities where they don't want you to wear certain things or they tell you certain posts are too revealing. You can't post a bikini picture. I know girls that used to work for me, they had a controlling boyfriend that wouldn't let her post anything with a bathing suit. She wasn't allowed to wear Gymshark leggings because her it was too tight on her butt. So there's men out there that can't let you wear what you want, say what you want, post what you want. They're super insecure. I think that that is a form of immaturity and it's not them being confident in themselves so you therefore can't have like a really confident relationship. Bad tempers. Abby and I were talking earlier and she was like, you know what? If someone punches a hole in my wall, I expect them to like patch it up. Like that's some manly things that they need to do. And I'm like, hold on. They punched a hole in the wall. And she's like, yeah, but then they're going to patch it up. I was like, okay, let me, let me say it one more time. They punched a fucking hole in the wall. And I said, the fact that you just overlooked the fact that someone punched a fucking hole in your wall, it is a red flag. That's called a bad temper. I get, we all get angry. We've all been there. We've all like gotten to a big, but like that kind of shit is scary. That's not a good look. That's not, no. My point was that you should be a man Fix your mistakes. No, Fix. no, no, no. It's a red flag that someone punched a fucking hole in your wall. We're not even going to let you finish that sentence. She's like, but if they cover it up, it's like it never happened. Like, no, that's not the fucking point Listen, here. That is the trauma talking, girls. That is the trauma. Manly duties. Example. If you need something hung on the wall and they don't know how to hang it on the wall, like as far as like, Finding the stud, putting it in so it doesn't fall down, making a bigger hole in the wall, that is a problem. I agree. I, you then know, you have to fix it. You have to fix because guess what? That is your house, right? If you don't live together, you're just, you're dating, right? Like when you've been together for a while, but you're dating. That is your house and you have to fix that hole in the wall. And they won't do it. And I don't expect everyone to know how to do those things. But the fact if they're not willing to try to learn or look it up or call somebody be like, hey, man, you know, they want this been done for a long time. I really want to get this done. I'm not expecting you to build me a whole fucking house. I'm not expecting you to build a porch or build a car or anything. But like simple things that we're wanting done because I don't know, it's just like common courtesy. Can you hang this on the wall? They how should... many times have a, has a girl said that? Can you hang this on the wall? A guy. Yeah. Your guys' problem is you haven't found a guy that punches holes in the walls. I'm done with the holes in the walls. I'm done with the fucking holes in the walls. <laughs> but yeah, I get that as well. It's the little things. If you ask, I would hope that they would be like, or, I can, yeah. I can look it, it up. Yeah. Or like, can you take the trash out? Oh, yeah. Obviously. But can I do it tomorrow? No. No, because I'm going to do it in that time. 
like it just like, shows lack yeah. of motivation yeah, i think like, it's a lack yeah. of motivation to want to do just things like, that we want so like they hang anything on the walls yeah. we want that done so they're gonna look it up and do I it for us dishes i can do cleaning i can do all this but i need you to do two things and if you can't do like just like that it's just lack, of, lack of motivation like, yeah. Yeah. for sure i think if you find yourself you know as a woman maybe doing you know the house chores dealing with the kids doing all the errands, and then on top of it, you find yourself doing handiwork, there comes a big sense of resentment towards that person. That's a really good point. Yeah. Um, and on top of resentment, I just feel like it gives you, like, I feel like I'm the man in the relationship. Like, I'm, I'm, the, I'm doing all the masculine and feminine work in this. Like, it's like, where's the balance? Like, we're supposed to be a team and balancing each other out. And if there are some, there are some guys that are stay-at-home dads that are with the kids, but, like, what are you doing instead? So, like you said, the resentment, the um, imbalance of... Right. Like, I'm all for DIY. Like, give me all of it. But there does come a point where I think it's the right thing to do. Well, depending on what kind of man you're looking for, for them to take over, give you a break. If they're not doing it or not willing to do it or not willing to hire someone to do it for you or for your family, then I guess that shows they don't care. Yeah. They don't care and about you being fucking over, maybe overworked, um, underappreciated. This is definitely something that would be a problem forever. Yeah. It's not going to change. Two more things on in a relationship slash marriage, whatever gaslighting making you believe that you are the problem for problems someone could literally murder somebody be like well i did it because you made me or i did this because i was so angry because you didn't do x y and z like gaslighting you making you feel like you're the problem for their own problems or blaming you not taking in consideration for the responsibility of their actions and putting it all on you i think is a huge red flag and i think sometimes that's hard to know that that's actually happening because i we've all been in pretty long relationships to where we're like they make you believe that it's you're the reasoning of why they're doing all these shitty things to you the moment you start to feel like you're the crazy one or you're at fault for someone else's feelings is the moment you need to take a step back, look within yourself, and think about where you're at, where you need to change yourself, where you need to change your life for you. I would say the true meaning of gaslighting is manipulation, and that is it. I would say like when you're like finally comfortable with yourself, like you're like, I just had two babies you know you're finally like good with the way your body looks and, and that's hard and then it's oh well you don't look good but you're good with yourself but then someone's saying like oh you you don't look good or you're too chubby or you need to lose weight here it's it's like hard yeah like i've said manipulation you believe you know what your worth is and you know it, but then you are convinced and listen to somebody else saying something to you that could be regardless i look great someone telling me no you don't and you're like wow no i don't because someone else thought i didn't or I love you. No, you don't. I, that's why I cheated on you. Oh, you're right. Like you start to believe other things other people say. So manipulation at its finest of you believing in yourself and then listening to something else someone else yeah, has to say about I, mean, I think it's the worst when a man says to you or vice versa, you're just crazy. Oh, oh, absolutely. Like you made me crazy. First mm -hmm. of all, mm -hmm. I think that that is a poor excuse of getting out of a conversation because they don't want to so talk weird. about something. Yeah. It's like, hey, by the way, I pulled up at this restaurant and I saw you and this girl making out like I physically saw. It. Oh, you're crazy. Instead of being like, yeah, this did happen. It, like it, it, like owning up to their responsibility, their mistakes. They pulled a crazy card to be like, oh, she's crazy. But you she's this. do feel crazy when they do that stuff. Like you like and I've been. Been in that situation, like you've you've seen it physically, seen it, 
and you still feel crazy when they say, that never happened, you're crazy. But I think that's what gaslighting is. It's literally you convincing yourself that something didn't happen because someone else told you it didn't happen. So what... We sit there and we're like, all right, maybe it didn't happen. We sit in these situations and allow this to keep happening. You have proof in front of you and they're convincing you that you don't. That is gaslighting. And if you notice that that is happening, it's a red flag and you need to get out of there. So the moment you're like, I saw this happen. They convinced me that's not happening, even though I know it's happening. And you are, and you are, I know it's hard, but if you are sitting there and you are recognizing that's happening, you need to understand that that's a red flag. Because this is probably the biggest one that all of us have overlooked are all of our relationships. So those are the things for pre-relationship, meaning before you're actually in a committed relationship. And then there's all the red flags that are in a relationship, regardless of relationship, engaged, marriage. Now, like I said, a few days ago, I posted on my Instagram of, tell me about some red flags you th- can think of. And, you know, I added those into this podcast or the ones I didn't think of, I'm good. I, I added those into the podcast. But I had a lot of girls that wrote in, and guys, actually, there's a couple on here that are guys, that wrote in and kind of asked, like, do you think this is a red flag? What's your take on this? Because they are controversial things. Some of us here might... I'd agree yeah that's red flags and some of us might be like no they're not so these are a couple of the write-ins that we got in the number one that we got was when someone says you're too good for me chances are what so this could go one of two ways you're too good for me chances are yeah you probably fucking are because if they are literally blatantly telling you hey i suck and you're a really good person so here we go what do you guys think do you think that this is a red flag like because again it could be yes you are too good or sometimes some people might think oh my boyfriend says it all the time to me like i think that that's really sweet that he says that too so do you think it's a red flag um it depends on the contents i guess if they're breaking up with you and saying you're too good for me i we can't be together that's a poor excuse. And again, they're putting it on you in a weird, twisted way. If they're saying it in a nice way, you're too good for me. I don't deserve you. You're so sweet. I don't say that's a red flag. Yeah. I would say it's not a red flag. I, I would say that just means they're appreciative of you. And that's it. They think you are too good for them because they appreciate what you do for them because the person before you did not. I guess like Raquel said, it could kind of go into context yeah, of what it is because there are guys that are like, hey, by the way, you're too good for me. It's like they're probably pretty much giving you a hint like I'm cheating on you. You are too good for me. Or if, like Abby said, they're appreciating you. They're just showing a respect. So I guess it just does depend on the context in that situation. The next one that we got is, and I guess I'll kind of give the story background because if I say just humming, someone's going to be like, what? So we had someone write in that said, this was a personal story. Again, I'm not going to include names. I had a girl that wrote in and she told a story about how she was having hooking up with somebody and once he went down on her he started humming and by humming she meant he was singing a legit song not like he was trying to move his mouth to make it feel good or anything but he was singing a song so she asked do you think that women do you think that humming or having like a weird sexual fetish that's not normally in your comfort zone is a red flag what was the song first of all (laughs) That's the main question. question. I don't think it matters. Just in general, like imagine having somebody down there and just like, I don't know if I could get into that. Like, is that a red flag? And just in general, not even just humming, but like things that you're normally not used to. Is that a red flag? Uh, no. Who knows? Maybe you'll like it next time. Maybe you're into it. Who knows? Is it Maybe that's thing? something like he's comfortable with or he's done the past. So it's not really, I mean, I don't think it's a red flag. Like, I wouldn't be like, 
I will not talk to this guy again. Maybe, like, have a conversation with him about it. But also, maybe it's something he's comfortable with. Maybe teach him how you might like it differently. Right. Like, incorporate it into your stuff. There are things that, like, certain people don't like certain positions or a certain type of sexual things like some people don't like being dominated okay like i think some people that would go into a relationship and some guys like chaining them up and to some girl who's avert like not never had that like could be scary but like you guys said incorporate it into their thing maybe ask them to do it differently you know be on the same page and open about talking about it i don't think it's necessarily a red flag it's just like hey i'm not into this i know you are but like i'm not if you can't get down with it next one is called love bombing someone said when they are overly a affectionate immediately calling you babe showering you with gifts do we think that is a red flag do we think that's bad or do we think that that's good so i've never had that but sign me up (laughs) okay vice versa i've had that and scenario time i've had this situation and someone was explaining it to me how they got they caught their significant other in a lie and when they were telling them about it that significant other or their their partner was love bombing them to like make that situation just not be a thing so i think it is kind of toxic i guess in a way because they were in that situation they were just like hey you did this i'm not comfortable with it and they were just like kissing 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 no i didn't mean to kissing 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 so pretty much like kiss assing yeah to make the situation seem less than it was i think that is pretty toxic in that situation Again, I would say that's a form of gaslighting. Yeah. You are literally manipulating the person. You'd be like, that didn't happen. Oh, my God. Let's focus on this instead. And I guess when she wrote in, who wrote this portion in, there's different aspects of love bombing. Like Lexi said, there's love bombing when they get caught and they kiss your ass and they buy you things or they do nice things or plan a thing or ask you to marry. Like they they pull all the things to make it less than the load of what they did there's also love bombing where immediately you go on a date and they do all these nice things for you so you're like wow i hit the fucking jackpot i met this guy he bought me this he's playing this trip he's done this he's done this because eventually when they do something bad you remember all the nice things so you kind of overlook the good things they had so i guess i would say that that's a red flag it's and and there's another part of it of immediately calling you significant like babe like you're on the first date like oh it's my girlfriend like some girls are like oh my god i think it's so cute he's like doing all these things he's doing all these nice things but in the long run unless they're consistently doing those things for you throughout and in and that's just who they are as a person most of the time when they're love bombing they're doing that to lessen the load of something shitty they're gonna eventually do or they're just kind of like i'm paving the way i'm gonna get all the brownie points so that you know if i fuck up one day I'm good because she'll remember the time that I bought her this Tiffany bracelet. So I think that honestly, overall, it is a red flag to love bomb. Another thing someone wrote in is that when someone makes you or has you turn on their location, there could be pros and cons to this of being a red flag or not. I'm going to say it's not a red flag if you are going on a trip with your friends or a concert in a sketchy area. Because, I mean, we do that for first dates. Like, I'm like, hey, guys, I'm going to this date. Here's my location. If I go missing, I'm at this restaurant with this person. I can understand that. Or, hey, babe, where are you? What's the location? But when they are forcing you to turn on your location for no safety precaution necessary, like, I just want to know where you're at all times, and especially early on in a relationship, I think that that's a red flag. Um, I could see it differently also. I mean, if you have nothing to hide, you want to see where each other at i don't see any major harm in it i guess it depends on where you're coming from and if you're forcing someone of course yeah right if you're like hey we're at this portion of our relationship we're like you know i want i, I want to know what time you're gonna be home for dinner i mean i 
some of my friends and I, we have each other's location. Yeah. I don't check it ever, but I don't mind that they have it. See, I'm really bad with like telling my boyfriend where I'm at. I'm very bad at communicating. So me having my location, like him having my location is like easier for me. So I don't have to like explain it. Like he'll be like, okay, you're here. And I'm like, yeah, it, it's just easier yeah. for me. Cause I, I'm not I, like, I don't say like, I'm going to pick the kids up from school. I'm going to do this. Like he can just see it if he looks at it. I mean, he doesn't really ask mostly for, but if he was like texting me like multiple times and let's say my daughter had my phone, he would say, okay, you're at Meyer. Cool. Like, Right. Your phone, you're answering, cool. I would say during a relationship, it is not a red flag. Like if you guys are at work and you're like, oh, what time are you coming home for lunch? You can easily see, oh, they're at work. I'm not going to text him right now. He's busy or whatever. It is a red flag when you say, hey, can you turn on your location so I can see where you're at? And they're like, no, that is yeah. a red flag. Yeah. So I guess it kind of is a fine line of whether they're making you give them their location or you're just out of respect. You're like, hey, like I have nothing to hide from you. Here's it. So I guess it just depends on, again, the context of how they ask or go about wanting your location. Because if someone's forcing me to have their location, that makes me think like, well, what are you doing where you want to know where my location is? Or why can't you turn it on? Yeah, you don't trust each other. But if you're just like, yeah, I don't know, like you, you can have, I don't have nothing to hide. Then I don't see that as a red flag. Another one a girl wants to know about is if a guy has no bed sheets or no bed frame. Is that a red flag or is that not really a deal breaker? Is that just a guy thing or do you think it's a lack of like maturity? This isn't right. You're better than this. You can have a complete. Are they though? I would hope so. I mean, I am in their their house in their bedroom. They better be better than this. You walk in, no bed sheets. It's a mattress on the floor. It's a no for me. Um, headboard. I can wrap my head around that. Bed sheets. I don't know how you sleep at night. It's a pass. No bed sheets. No bed frame. Bed frames are what thirty bucks at Walmart. I'll even take that. I'll, I don't headboard. even need the headboard. I don't even, if you're bare minimum coming to meet this guy, like not meeting him, coming to see this guy at his house for the first time, some guys really don't know to have a headboard. If they don't have a bed frame or sheets, it's a no. I think it just shows like their maturity level and masculinity of knowing like what's, it's adulthood. Like it's common knowledge. Shed bed sheets and a bed frame so that you're not, it just, it looks like you don't give a shit about anything. So it yeah. kind of gives me a peek again into your life of what else don't you care about so absolutely no bed sheets and no bed frame is a red flag do we think fish pics are red flags no. dating apps social media fish pics you're in they're holding a fish do we no, think that's not a red fucking flag are you kidding me but we had some people ask i think some people put fish pics are red flag i think it depends I if like it's it i think it kind of shows they're outdoorsy sometimes that is the joke right now that it's like oh guys on so on dating apps have a fish pick it's just kind of like the basic bitch with the pumpkin skin spice latte like it's just that but for the men you still post that damn pumpkin spice latte so exactly so I can think yeah. we can all all agree that a fish pick is not a bad No. Rap. I would say it shows they have hobbies, which is good. You want your man to have hobbies. Yeah. Picking you up on the first date. Is that a red flag? Yes or no? Not a red flag. Highly recommend. Why? I think it sh Okay, let's backtrack. Are the vibes good? Have how long you've been talking to each other? Are you sharing your location with a friend <laughs> just in case? Um, I just think it's Wait, kind of old. You're already dating this person. No. This oh, is first, first date. I think oh. it's a little old fashioned and I think it would be really cute for someone to put in that effort to come and meet you. 
Um, of course, if you're not comfortable with that person, no, 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 and no. But I think it's a, a cute effort. I don't think it's like a red flag. I mean, I mean, I guess like meeting them there would be fine too. I, I think everyone's concern is is that if the date goes bad or safety, like if the date goes bad, I think is primarily the thing. Like, how am I going to get home? We have millions of friends. Unless they take you to Florida for your first date in I mean, Michigan. You have to be smart. You have to be smart, right? Like, yeah. If if you're pick if they're picking you up on the first date. I would assume or I'd hope it'd be somewhere close to you. If it's not, then I would probably drive myself, right? So I would say I did meet my boyfriend on a dating app. The first place that we met was in public. I drove myself. That was for safety precautions. If it was someone that I knew that was like in our friend group that asked us on a date, absolutely pick me up. Definitely. But if you don't know this person... Definitely public place. Drive yourself. Yeah. I guess in plus today's age, there's a lot of weirdos out there. So I guess it could go coincide. I don't necessarily think it's a red flag where it's like, oh my God, he asked to pick me up. So I just never texted him back. You could easily just be like, you know what? It's okay. I can just meet there. It's no issue at all. If that's something, but I don't think it's a red flag. I think it's them just trying to have like the chivalry of being like, I, I, I I tried to pick her up. She didn't want to. And that's totally fine. I'm not offended that she didn't want me to pick her up. I just, I attempted. I don't think it's a creeper move at all to yeah. offer that being said i do think it'd be weird if a guy i met on a dating app was like if you don't feel comfortable with me picking you up let's meet in public then i'd be like why are you even saying that why even bring it up <laughs> one guy wrote in and said when they don't take time for themselves meaning he was dating a girl or trying to date a girl that worked a lot um didn't ever take time for herself was like oh i can't because you know i just love the grind she's not taking time for her physical or mental health do we think that that's attractive that people are like oh i just work i got the grind i'm doing all the things or do we think it's a red flag that it's like no sometimes you just need to chill out because you're gonna burn out and if you can't take time for yourself like what else can't you take time for so do we think that that's a red flag or do we think it's ambitious yeah i think it just depends on you know how far they're taking it if they are working so much to provide for their family, that's one thing. If they're working so much just to say they're at work or it's, you know, not giving back to their family or their time, it's not worth it. Last but not least, another big one is when they have kids and they don't tell you right away. Ooh. Now, I'm going to take this for pros and cons because I've been guilty of both. My son was never on any of my dating app pictures. Okay, it wasn't because I didn't want people to know that I didn't have children because I did have in the thing that says has children or wants more, whatever it is. I don't want people seeing my my children or my personal life on a dating app. I think, I don't know, I just don't want it included. So I can see that concept of it. But when I have conversations with people, I'm like, hey, what's up? And we get the conversation going, what are you doing today? I make it very apparent. I have a child. So I could understand oh, their children isn't in their dating apps or whatever. I can understand that for privacy reasons. But for someone to date you for not only a couple weeks, but for months and not to bring up your children, I think that is an extreme red flag for them to not want to include one of the most significant parts of their life up front to you. So I guess it just depends on where it's at, but not bringing up children right away it, you have to have the right moment like i'm not no one's ever messaged me like hey what's up maybe like hi what's going on i have a four-year-old you know what i mean i'm not opening up like that but i'm not gonna sit there and then be like so what's new and I'll be like oh nothing like how'd your day go and i'm leaving i tell them everything except for the part where i had my child like i'm never gonna do that so if they're leaving out their child it lets me know that what else are you willing to hide that's my point of view there are pros and cons to both of those my initial thought, if someone should do that, is that they are looking at their child as a burden 
in their lives and will be a burden to their dating lives. And they probably think that whoever um, would date me um, doesn't expect me to have children. And if I do, then they won't want to date me. I think you should be very forthcoming about having a child, especially on a dating app, because maybe someone doesn't want to date you if you have a child. But if you do, guess what? They're going to be a part of your life, a part of your relationship in some way, if it should get serious. So huge red flag, run away if they're hiding anything like that. So I would say that's definitely a red flag. If you have a kid, I would definitely, maybe if you want to keep your kid out of your pictures, out of your pictures, for sure, because there's weirdos out there. But at least say, hey, I have a kid. This is a part of my life. Even in my dating profile, I don't have kids. I mentioned, I have so many nieces and nephews. They're a part of my life. They're there. If you don't like it, then no. And if you can't mention that as a parent, I mentioned that as an aunt. If you can't mention that as a parent, red flag. I think what the problem is, is a lot of girls date these guys who are shitty dads, right? That, I think this is what, the, what she, when she wrote in about this is ultimately what she was going for, is that girls will date guys who have kids and they're probably not in their life at all. So it's more of like a red flag of, well, why isn't your kid in your life? Why haven't you mentioned you have children? And they're like, oh, because, you know, my baby mama's crazy. It's like, then why didn't you fight to have your child in your life? Why didn't you fight for custody and all of those things? So all in all, if they do not mention that they do not have children, even if they're not in their lives, they, like they could easily have that conversation with you a couple weeks into the relationship. Like, hey, I just want to let you know, I actually do have two kids. I'm not really in their lives. You know, it's a, it's a weird situation, but I just wanted to let you know about the situation. If they are hiding it, it is a huge red flag because that means they are willing to hide their own children. What else are they willing to hide from you? So all in all, we all have red flags. Again, there's red flags in any situation before your relationship, in your relationship, in your marriage. I'm not saying if one of these pops up, it's game over, which is hypocritical because even if I see when I do cut people off, but that's because previous relationships have ruined that for me into thinking that, you know, if I see a red flag, it's another person I have to try and fix. And that's not always the case because if they're willing to communicate with you and talk and accept what's bothering you, then it's, it's savable. Nine times out of 10, we ignore these red flags to the point because there's too many to come back from. So the point is to either notice them and decide if they are something you're willing to talk to them about, or if you need to walk away because it just doesn't match your lifestyle. It might for someone else, just not for you. Now, while we've had all different views on all these different red flags, all in all, I think it's safe to say that there's obvious red flags. There's different red flags that, you know, certain, some of us have not experienced yet, but maybe one day you will experience that and be like, wow, this is a red flag because I remember someone talking about this. I just, never thought I would have gotten to experience this. So I hope you guys acknowledge and, you know, notice red flags in your relationships or potential relationships, learn from them. And again, are willing to either grow from them or walk away. Other than that, I believe that's all the red flags we can fit into one segment. We've all had different opinions on them, but I hope this helped you in some way, shape or form. Other than that, guys, thank you so much for joining me. (laughs) I hope you guys stay tuned. Please subscribe to the HBIC podcast. Leave us a review. That way we can know what we can talk about in future podcasts and go from there. Other than that, guys, anything else you want to add to Red Flags? If you would like a Red Flags part two, just let us know. We're here for it. (laughs) I think, honestly, we need to do a green flags, like things to look in a relationship. So we'll go from there. But other than that, guys, stay tuned. Next week, next Monday, we will be launching our next episode. So again, subscribe to the HBAC podcast. That way you get notified for that.